In comes the free kick, which is flicked on Dengsley. Calvert-Lewin! Everton have salvaged the point with almost the last kick of the night. On this episode of PLMPJ's Mid-Table Madness. And title race ruined? Welcome back to the only Premier League podcast with a dress code. Jake, the dress code is jammies. We've been over that many times. We However, have. the way that you started that made me think maybe you were going to do a Dash Shepard thing again. again. With the, <laughs> welcome, uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm glad you didn't. Uh, maybe you make the one slow welcome your thing. Sure. You know? Yeah. Trademark that. Yeah. I mean, we, we already have other phrases. Right. You know, the drawmentum. Draw it's really, it's really the only <laughs> one we have. But we have others. We'll trademark yeah, it later. Don't yeah, worry. yeah, we'll, we'll get on it. But Jake, I just have to say, I'm very excited that this is going to be the last week for a long time that I have to go over so many <laughs> matches from the match week. That's nice. And we don't have to pick so many next time. Yeah. I love some normalcy. But Jake, I'm going to dive right into Tuesday, February 2nd, 2021. Please, please. Uh, a week ago today, uh, as you pointed out. Yep. Sheffield United beating West Brom 2-1. Nice. Big. Uh, <laughs> Wolves beating Arsenal 2-1. Nice. Manchester United beating Southampton 9-0. A nine-man Southampton, mind you. Not nice. Not nice. That was but, rude. I mean, it was kind of fun to watch. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, after that, we had Crystal Palace beating Newcastle 2-1. So a lot of 2-1s that day, which on any other day, if there hadn't been a red card in the second minute in the main United-Southampton game... Could have been 2-1. Could have been a 2-1 game. That would have been a blast. So... If anything, we have uh, Jankowitz to blame for... Is that the pronunciation we're going with? Uh, it's Jankowitz or Jank- something, something like, like that. Yeah, well, but... uh, regardless, Brent told me to bet on him scoring against Man United. It wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> Based on some uh, stat he pulled out. Well, they had faced two previous Premier League debutants from the starting. Sure. Most notably, Matty Longstaff. And they had conceded <laughs> goals to those players. And I thought, you know what, third time's the charm, it's going to happen again. Sure enough. Third time's the red card. Right. Second minute, I was sad. Yeah. No, I laughed a little bit, actually, and yeah, then I was sad. You laughed through the pain, and then the pain set in. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, then, Jake, on February the 3rd, Wednesday, Man City beat Burnley 2-0, Leicester beat Fulham 2-0, Everton beat Leeds 2-1, West Ham beat Villa 3-1, and Brighton beat Liverpool 1-0. Now that's fun. That was, I will say, a bit of a surprise. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe the Anfield Fortress is, is falling a little bit. I mean, four years without a loss, you lose a few games in a row, which we'll get to. That's a little spoiler for next yeah, result to come. <laughs> but uh, just kind of surprising more than anything else. So we'll, we'll kick on and we'll say Thursday, February 4th. Chelsea beat Spurs 1-0 on a Jorginho penalty. Very exciting game. You'll have a penalty goal and nothing else. But after that, 
Sunday, February, or I'm sorry, Saturday, February 6th. I almost skipped a nice Saturday. Uh, Aston Villa beat Arsenal 1-0. Burnley drew Brighton 1-1. Newcastle beat Southampton 3-2. West Ham, Fulham, and a 0-0 stalemate. And Man United, Everton, in a 3-3 thriller with a dominant Calvert-Lewin goal in the 90-plus fit. Five fifth minute? Sure. I don't know how you'd say that. Yeah. <laughs> Probably just the ninety fifth minute would, would be the best way 90, to say it. Ninety plus five. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some hearts were broken. Namely, I was one of them. But you had a, a beer nearby, so that was helpful. Exactly, and we did have a very fun day that day. So it certainly made up. You said you almost skipped a nice Saturday. I was gonna say it was a very nice Saturday. It was. We did a little hike. Let's. I thought I forgot that there were games Saturday yeah. because we, we were enjoying ourselves. We were enjoying ourselves yeah. hiking and, and having some wonderful chicken sandwiches. Ooh, you can check out Post Brewing, <laughs> Brewing in, in Boulder, Colorado. Yeah, fabulous beer and fantastic chicken sandwiches. Mm-hmm. But. Anyway, then moving on to Sunday, February 7th, Spurs beating West Brom 2-0 in a surprise Harry Kane appearance. I will say, I did not know that he was back. <laughs> yeah, so I woke up at, uh, what, 5 a.m.? Yeah. And uh, first headline I saw was, surprise Harry Kane in starting lineup. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, when they say indefinite period for an injury, I just feel like I typically assume that that's going to be a long time, <laughs> and not just a few weeks, but happy for you that he's back. Yeah. Happy for Heung-Min Son that he's back. Yes, as well. Exactly. He's got his partner back. But anyway, after that, yeah, I don't know what that was. Your My ice cracked. ice cracked in yeah, half. Yeah, it sure did. <laughs> uh, Wolves, Leicester, nil-nil draw. Man City beating Liverpool 4-1. Oof. Including a Gundogan missed penalty, so it could have been 5-1. A couple Allison mistakes. Could have been a <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was a pretty tough look for Allison in that game. Maybe he had some money on the game. Who knows? We'll find out. But after that, Chelsea beating Sheffield 2-1. In our last game of the match week... Before normalcy resumes and we're only really picking for weekends, I know that there are some midweek games right. coming up this week. But just in general, not so many games. Leeds beat Crystal Palace 2-2-0. Which we were skiing during that. We were. Yeah. We had a very eventful we weekend. Did. I mean, I know Monday isn't the weekend. Sure. Technically, it, it's it was for part us. of the week. But it was part of the weekend for us. And I will say, the joy that I felt over the weekend made up for the pain that I felt over our fantasy results, Jake. We are under average again, and it is becoming very consistent, (laughs) which is tough. Suchek, we started, didn't play, and then got a red card at the end, Yeah. which didn't count. They rescinded those points, so we only ended up with... Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, That's nice. But Heung-Min Son ended up with 10. We took a gamble on Mikel Antonio as captain. He got two points in the game, so we got four points from him. I uh, had the two assists in the previous match. Yeah, yeah, he sure did. Uh, and we left a nine-point performance from Ollie Watkins on the bench, which wouldn't have taken Hurts. us above average, but would have been nice to, to feel a little bit closer. Wow, we were really below average. Yeah, no, we suck. Oh. We're terrible. Um, I mean, maybe we'll get better. Maybe we won't. It's a bummer that Kane's gone. <laughs> that we yeah, out. it seemed like a smart idea. Like, oh, let's get rid of Kane. He's a lot of money. He's gonna be like out for a while. Idea. Yeah. Which you know, last year he had an injury. He was out yeah. for a good portion of the season, so it seemed like a good bet. On him. He, he's a bit of an injury-prone player at this stage in a season, mm-hmm. usually, mainly because they didn't really have a backup for him before. Yeah, I mean, he had to play all the time. Right. January's been tough <laughs> for him in the past couple of years. Yeah, but at least now you have a. Venetius to to step in, right? And uh, which is nice. Maybe we'll see him uh, FA Cup. Yeah, probably from now on. Now that Kane's yeah. back, that's where you see the man. But Jake, yes, another week gone. Another team of, of said week. Said week, 
team of, of the, the week. week. Oh, and if I remember correctly, yes. you can cut me off. We have a new sponsor for the segment. Somewhat new. Uh, somewhat new. Like well, third, third well, newish. Yeah, newish <laughs> relative to the number of uh, episodes we've done. And Jake, it's Cooler Seltzer. It is. And I don't know, you usually like to take the plugs on these. No, and please, I, go I like for to it. have my little segment, but I will just say I'm a, I'm a young man, a growing boy, and I love a good seltzer in my day, let alone one that I can buy knowing that I'm giving to a good cause as well. Right. And I'm helping to support Restore Rivers. Variety of flavors, just like your average seltzer brand. Mm-hmm. But this is a, it's something fun. And Brent, if you're not a seltzer drinker, uh, I know we've said this before, but uh, they partner with Change the Course. So if you feel the need to donate to said cause, uh, they help protect America's rivers. And it, those rivers provide clean water and uh, support wildlife. Oh, so uh, I'm a big wildlife guy. I'm a bit of a wild man myself. So uh, if I go out more to live in said right. forests, would they be supporting me theoretically? I mean, yeah. If you went all uh, into the wild on it, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm going to go full Chris McCandless, but <laughs> I name. could. Or candles, candles, mm-hmm. something like that. But yes, that is his name. I mean, Emil Hirsch. No. <laughs> the actor in the movie. <laughs> Different. <laughs> but. The whole point being that I'm thinking maybe if I started like a cabin in the woods kind of idea, maybe. Ooh, have you seen that movie? I haven't. You I, know I haven't seen any movies. It's, it's like a funny horror film. I think you'd enjoy it. Maybe. You I mean, should. I don't usually love scary movies. That's not really my thing. Sure. It's not that scary. I don't like scary movies and I okay. enjoyed it. So okay. we'll talk about it later. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Right now we can get into the team of the week. Yeah. Which, Jake. You want me to do the... We're letting you take yeah, the Yeah, sure. I'll the do the goalie and uh, defense. Um... We had a tough time kind of picking a goalie, I'd say. We did. Um, but we, we ended up on Sanchez from uh, Brighton, who did concede once, yeah. but had six saves in that draw against Burnley. And he uh, had 19 recoveries. Which is a lot. We which, still don't really know the stat, but that was a high number. I have a, like, a vague like, idea. Like, I do too, but like we couldn't confirm. But it was higher than other people's recoveries. Right. So. Now, I do want to point out, yeah. we did arguably snub a goalkeeper. Okay. McCarthy. <laughs> In the 9 0? <laughs> Nine goals conceded, <laughs> but had a few nice. saves. Good one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I will give an honorable mention to Bern Leno, who they lost 1 0 Arsenal, but I think he had like six or seven saves. He did. Um, but yeah, moving on to our defense. We have, I mean, we'll start off with our with our two Brighton players, just because we got the whole Brighton theme in the A couple back. bright guys. Uh, th- these players are actually from the Liverpool game, so. Webster and Dunk, who shut out Liverpool in that win at Anfield, which was insane. Webster with a with a measly two interceptions and nine clearances, which was obviously the game high. And Dunk alongside him with three interceptions, four clearances, and three block shots. So one well-rounded performance and one just completely like get out of my box kind of performance. So nice. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> stamp it. Uh, but Brent, going back to your joke about the Man U Southampton thrashing, Luke Shaw got in on the action in only 45 minutes played, and he had those two assists. and uh, Peaches. Peaches. Really, yeah. And if he didn't come off at half, maybe he had a lot more in him. We'll never know. Possibly. Possibly. Um, and finally, our last defender is James Justin from Leicester, who had that goal against Fulham. It was a great goal. Great. Fantastic. It was, I think, Madison had it a great was. little cutback to him. 
Um, but then he had that touch around the keeper, and he finished well. Very composed. And uh, that alone got on the team. He had a couple interceptions and I think one block shot. But uh, it was that offensive performance on that goal that really secured a spot. I think so, and we highlight defenders who score often. We do, we do. But he also played pretty exceptionally well, as did the full defense. But as did our midfield, Jake, which first off consists of a name probably nobody at the start of the season expected to hear. Hmm. Oh, I see it. He's doing Jesse it. Jesse Lingard. I'm doing his little Jay Ling celebration. <laughs> um, not really a huge fan of it, but he did get to whip it out. And in his first game for West Ham, he had two goals, two key passes, and two successful dribbles. Wow. Not to mention relentless pursuit of mm-hmm. the defense, showing off some energy, maybe some excitement from coming to a new team. Pursuit of happiness. Got it. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. I mean, it's kind of like his story at this point. You know, he's had some tragedy in the past few years. I saw in that second goal he was doing a Rubik's Cube while yeah. he scored. It was crazy. It wasn't a badass. <laughs> yeah. uh, after that, Ducore from Everton against Manchester United. A one goal, one assist performance. Granted, his goal was a bit of a gift. What? I know. And his assist was a bit of a flick on in the 90 plus five. What? Yeah. But, however... Still, still stats. <laughs> still stats from a midfielder that you like to see. After that, Gundogan, Man City against Liverpool. Two goals, one successful dribble, one missed penalty. Boo. Could have had a hat trick, but played very well in the midfield. He did. And our last player from our midfield will be Bruno Fernandes against Southampton. One goal, two assists. Maybe not a name that is so surprising to see in a team of a week, but still good numbers for his specific i mean oh, just yeah. really for any midfielder but even by his standards and jake i'll just roll right into our forwards please we have anthony martial again from the manchester united result over southampton two goals in 45 minutes played and a penalty drawn that was controversially <laughs> also awarded a red card to john bednarek but still played very well after that from across the city of manchester we have Phil Foden, Man City, against Liverpool. One goal, one assist. Playing as a false nine. Looked fantastic. He did. And really. you have to say, I, I believe it was you who made this comment during the game, Is he's really seeming to pan out in terms of... A lot of people gave Pep Guardiola a hard time sure. about Foden and his choice not to send him out on loan and his lack of use. But as he's now come into the system... He's playing great. Maybe that was it. Was that Ben that said that? Maybe, or was that? I you? think it was. But something I saw was under some post about the game was someone commented, "Phil Foden is better than Mason Greenwood." I'm muting this conversation, which I think is silly because I don't think that's controversial anymore. Yeah, it really isn't <laughs> these days. Yeah, he's um, really been shining in the past like ten weeks. Yeah, and and I will say it's almost all this time where he wasn't out on loan. Even if he was sitting on the bench, he's still just learning Pep's system as a young mm-hmm. player. So, that, I mean, as you see with pretty much any person that goes into the team, they perform well because they know what their exact role is supposed to be, uh, which I think helps. He has, a very, he has the same formation, pretty much the same team every game, and you can just slot some players in, rotate them. Everybody knows what they're doing. Everybody seems to be fresh. Your ice is still cracking. It is. <laughs> but, Jake, speaking of Man City. Yes. I posed a question in the intro, which is, is the title race ruined with this Manchester United draw 3-3 against Everton? Man City are now five points clear at the top of the table with a game in hand on second place Manchester United. Yeah, going into the weekend, um, 
Manchester United, what, th- only three points behind at that point? I believe so. And they're going to face Everton, and Man City's facing... I don't know. Anyway, I think, I think it was three. And uh, they're facing Liverpool. You're thinking, I don't know, if we beat Everton, they might drop points to Liverpool. It might be a close race. I know they have a given hand whatnot, but the draw, and then the, I guess, at the end of the day... You can call it a thrashing, but it's really just a couple mistakes that made it a blowout for the City game. But you're looking at a completely different situation. Yeah. Um, Ollie said it himself. You, you probably aren't title contenders. Oh yeah, no, it's very accurate. So, it, is the title race ruined? In my opinion, yes. And is that kind of muddied by the fact that KDB isn't back yet? No. I think we see those midfielders kind of coming up in his place, mm-hmm. and Gundogan has no problem scoring. Uh, shockingly so. He's shockingly really come so. to life. Um, and his transformation has been counted as one of uh, Pep's master class moves. Uh, but I, I, I think they're, they're out of reach at this point. I tend to think so, too. And not only are they unbeaten in their last 14, actually, since they lost to Spurs... But they've also won their last 10. And going into that Liverpool game, I believe they had eight clean shoots in a row. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not conceding. The defense, Ruben Diaz and John Stones, that partnership has been a revelation for the team. It has been great. And you know, there's no reason to think that, barring any injuries, that that can't continue. Obviously, when the Champions League comes back up and you have to rotate the squad a little bit more, right? perhaps that could pose some issues. But the team is so solid even in its depth, that you'd think that they could afford to rest some players and still perform incredibly well, especially with Aguero now back. I know he hasn't played yet, but back in training and getting ready to play. And then on top of that, Kevin De Bruyne returning in the next few weeks. There's no reason to think that City can't continue this even as their schedule heats up. Do I think they're going to be Champions League contenders? No, because they never are. But I think that they'll start to run away with the Premier League a little bit. However, I will note their next five games, Tottenham at home, Everton away, Arsenal away, West Ham at home, and then Manchester United away. Ooh. So a tight few games, all top table contenders. Yeah. Top six contenders, even. And Jake, out of those next five, do you have any kind of result prediction, point prediction? I know you probably don't want to bet against your Spurs. Sure. I think... It's back. It's a Mourinho-Pep game. I th- you love. think of the 15 possible points, they get at least 12. I tend to think the same. I'm actually thinking 13. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't see any of those teams beating them. No. At least in their current form. I could see maybe... Yeah, I could see uh, 13, two, two draws in there. Maybe either Tottenham, Man United, or even... I mean, any of them could get lucky in right. this week. No, I mean, you never know, right? right. It's just, I, I was thinking Tottenham and United. Yeah, that's what I, that was pitchers. my first thought, but I don't want to overstate yeah. Spurs kind of form they're in right now. So. Well, it's just that more, it's a Mourinho Pep sure. game, and while Pep does have the upper hand in those fixtures, if there's one manager, and I said this to you a few weeks ago, that has the opportunity to kind of derail City season, right. it would be Mourinho, just because he's played against him so many times. You can't really pull out any new stops at this point. You kind of know what both managers are going to get, and it's just how the teams perform on that day. And Kane is back, which helps a ton. That is true. Um, 
I'm kind of looking at this weekend in that fixture in a win-win uh, mindset. Okay. If we lose this game, I'm not totally bothered by it because I feel like we'll have a better chance of beating them in the Carabao Cup final. Okay. Just kind of like, I don't know, it kind of law averages okay. for Pep and uh, Mourinho maybe. And, you know, obviously if we do pull off a result, that'd be great. Um, so uh, I don't have high expectations for that game. But yeah, you know, Manchester United always play them tough. And Everton, Arsenal, and West Ham can all have, have shown good form throughout this year so that they could potentially pull off a draw. So I, I think 12 or 13 points is pretty realistic. 15, not a question. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I tend to agree. Although, if there was a team right now that could pull off 15 points out of those games, obviously it would be City. They always tend to get results in big games. I know United beat City three times last year, I want to say. Wow. Um, well, they also played, I think, five times, oh. which is really frustrating. But um, always seemed to have his number a little bit last year. But they were also playing weaker teams, a little unfortunate. I think City seemed completely rejuvenated almost by Liverpool winning the title, that they're even more confident again. Sure. Um, maybe reinvigorated the fire within after winning two seasons in a row. And so it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But, Jake, I will say, I listed all of the teams in their next five games as top six contenders, top table contenders, but I will give the caveat that Arsenal currently, currently sit in 11th. Sure. With uh, with 31 points. And it's a good transition into our next segment about the mid-table and the madness within. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, between 10th place Leeds and 17th place Burnley, only nine points separate the teams with a variety of games played, most having played 23, a few playing 22. So generally speaking, very tight in the mid-table and... I don't know, Jake, would, would you mind reading out maybe the positions that the teams are in, starting in 10th, going down to 17th? Brent, I definitely would not mind. It actually would be my honor. In 10th place, we have Leeds with 32 points. Uh, in the 11th, we have Arsenal with 31 points. In 12th, Southampton with 29 points. In 13th, Crystal Palace with 29 points. In 14th, Wolverhampton Wanderers with 27 points. In 15th, Brighton and Hove Albion. Nice. <laughs> I've <laughs> with, never slipped up on that. With 25 points. In 16th, we have Newcastle with also 25 points. And in 17th, Burnley with 23 points. I will mention that Burnley, Southampton, and Leeds have a game in hand on the rest of them. All right. So, tight. Very tight, tight, tight. Toit. Toit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, Jake, I guess... We gave predictions at the start of the season of our... T- Man, that ice really crumbled. <laughs> I can see. Um, we gave our predictions of top six, bottom three. Yep. We kind of glossed over the mid-table. Sure. However, I think it could be fun to give some midway through the season. I mean, past midway. I hate uh, fun. Don't forget the battle of midway, of course. Oh. But in this specific circumstance, past midway through the season... But maybe some predictions of where you think teams are going to end up. I mean, it's still only coming up on match week 24 of 38. Right. A lot can happen, a lot of movement. And do you have a you know prediction list of where the teams will end up and maybe some reasons why? Maybe some players to watch within? It's so funny that you asked me that because I have that all. Pretty much exactly. Yeah, exactly yeah, what you're crazy. saying. <laughs> it's like we planned it. 
No. Um, would you like me arbitrary. to go through my entire list, or do you want to go like one by one? I'd, I'd like you to go through your entire sure. list. Um, I'll start off with 10 through 13 and kind of give my reasoning of why I think sure. they're going to be where they are. In 10th, I have Arsenal. Um, 11th, Leeds. 12th, Southampton. And 13th, Brighton. I think Arsenal being traditionally top six, big six, if you will, um, they had an off year this year, the start of the year for sure. I think they're going to bounce back a little bit. Uh, I know they were showing signs, and then they had that two red cards in that game. It was a tough look. Yeah, and it kind of made them stumble a little bit. But I think they're going to get back on their feet. Uh, I think leads are a little too shaky, kind of like I like to say feast or famine. You do say that. I do say that, and I think that the second half of the year is going to be a little more famine than feast, and it's going to see them drop a little bit, but only to 11th. Um, I think Arsenal are going to leapfrog them within the upcoming weeks and not look back. I could see even Arsenal going higher, um, depending on performances from teams like West Ham, Aston Villa, and company. Uh, Southampton 12th, I think they're a pretty good all-around team. They've had some injuries, obviously, which saw them start some young kids against Man United, and we saw how that went. And they didn't have the result they wanted against Newcastle. But I think overall they're a good team, and I think they're going to be resilient and get that 12th spot. Brighton, who are, I think, the biggest jump that I have, are just looking solid all around, in my opinion. Uh, I think their their defense has really held up against tough competition, and I think that they have enough offense to get the points they need to move up a little bit. Rounding off uh, 14 through 17, I have Wolves, Crystal Palace, Burnley, Newcastle in 17th. I think Newcastle's result against Southampton was great. I don't think they can keep it up. I think they're going to drop off. I think Steve Bruce gets fired before the end of the season. Um, For the other teams... Wolves had, obviously, the Jimenez injury. I think they've found a decent replacement in William Jose, but not enough to get them higher than 14th. Crystal Palace are going to be average the entire season, not get a lot of wins, but some draws and enough points to stay above Burnley, who is just going to be barely above Newcastle, in my opinion. Okay, I like it, Jake. Um, but you're wrong. Oh! Yeah, in, in the following ways. Okay. And I can do the exact same thing that you just did. In 10th place, I have Villa. Okay, I didn't... Dropping I, I, down. wasn't aware we could do that. Well, I mean, it's just where you thought the mid-table was going to end sure, up. Sure, sure, I, sure. More to say that I think Arsenal went into finishing outside Please. of 10th place and in the top half of the table. Uh, so I have Villa in 10th, namely because their two games in hand are Spurs and Everton. Sure. Which is tough. And, as it's often said, games in hand only matter if you win them. Ooh. Picking up a draw or losing those games doesn't do anything for you. It just leaves you exactly where you were before, uh, obviously. But I think that Aston Villa, while they picked up some great results so far this season, maybe teams will start to figure them out in the second half of the season. Maybe you'll see them fall back. Okay. In 11th place, I actually have Southampton. Okay. I think their form is so up and down this season. They were so hot to start. They finished last year hot that maybe they're off that ride, off that train a little bit now, and, and will start to marginalize, especially as they keep going back and forth with these topsy-turvy, 
results. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe some more injury issues affect them throughout the season. And 12th, I have Leeds. And I will say, I tend to agree with you about the Feast or Famine. However, they did survive a season in the championship with more games playing right. their style of intensity. I know they're playing against better teams, but I have a feeling that maybe they'll be able to stick it out and stay in that you know 12th position. I don't know that they I think you had them in 11th. 11th, yeah. You said, yeah. So I, we see them in about the same spot. I don't know if they're going to do We just switched Southampton and Leeds. Right. Uh, after that, in 13th, I have Wolves. And... Well, I do agree that William Jose is a decent replacement for Raul Jimenez. I think he'll be the spark up top that they needed because they have desperately missed a target man to play to in their play style as Jimenez is. I don't know that William Jose is as good at linking up play as necessarily Raul Jimenez was, but I think he can offer the same things going forward. After that, in 14th, I have Crystal Palace who I think actually will uh, you know, be able to keep the... Re- I had them in the relegation zone before, is why I say actually. I actually think that they can keep going as they're doing, not necessarily have amazing results, but not be so poor. In 15th, I have Burnley, who I think are trending upward. I think they're doing very well. Yeah. And I think they can continue eking out some results against bigger teams. After that, in 16th, I have Brighton, which I know that they gotten some great results against the top teams. Mm-hmm. However, I don't know that that will continue. They tend to be a pretty up-and-down team, and especially just with the season being so strange with injuries and all that, I don't know that they'll be able to continue in the hot form. I don't know how far they'll rise, but in 17th, we both have Newcastle for similar reasons. Cool. I, I, I definitely see Newcastle being towards the bottom, but I definitely don't see any of the relegation-threatened teams breaking in. No, I don't know. They're well. too far down yeah. at this point, I think. Um, however, I will mention, I have some players to watch through the season okay. for, for these teams. For specifically Southampton, Vestergaard. When he comes back. Yeah, he and Bednarek were great together at the start of the season. They have faltered since he's been gone. I think that if he can re- regain his form, and if the partnership of him and Bednarek can regain their form... Southampton's chances of finishing higher, you know, might be a little bit better if they yeah, if they have that foundation in defense still. But in the interim, he's not there, so it's kind of hard to say he's a player to watch. It's just more when sure. he comes back to watch to see how he does for the rest of the season. After that, I will say it's a fairly obvious one: Patrick Bamford for Leeds. Okay, he's been completely carrying the team so far. I believe he leads the team in goals and assists. So if he can keep up that level of production, mm-hmm. they'll be fine. If he starts to falter off as the season wears on, he picks up an injury, could completely derail Leeds' season. And lastly, I will say Pedro Neto of Wolves. Okay. Uh, I think <clears throat> if there's any chance of them really having a greatest spark going forward, especially while Raul Jimenez is still out, Neto has been their best player before they brought in William Jose. I think he needs to continue to be their best player now with the addition of William Jose and getting Jimenez back as their creative force going forward. Because Adama Traore is not doing it this year. No, definitely not on the stat sheet, for sure. Um, well, Brent, I, I like that we differ on those things. Um, we do have two um, players to watch on the same team. Okay. Uh, but my one from a different team uh, is actually my number, number one, in my opinion, player to watch. Okay. And that's because it's Trossard from Brighton. And I think he's going to be the key man behind their surge up the 13th and away from that relegation zone. Uh, I think he's a creative player, and 
is going to provide those assists and even get on the score sheet himself uh, with a goal or two um, from, for the rest of the season. I think it's going to be important for them to score because I know that they can defend and I know that they can hold teams, so zero or one uh, goals a game, but I, I think they need to get those you know, balls in the back of the net. You know, That's the point of the game. Is it? Is it? That's <laughs> well. Um, but I think if they're going to steer clear of the relegation zone, I think they're going to need those um, added wins and not just the draws. And I think he's going to be the reason for that. Next, I have Minamino from Southampton. Interesting. I like it. I think he is a good fit for their play, and I, I think you're going to see him play a big part in um, a couple of their big results this season. Uh, cannot specify which ones, but I think he's going to play a big part. Uh, and lastly, I have Stuart Dallas from Leeds. I think he's a solid part of their game plan, whether he's playing a little more advanced or a little deeper in the midfield. He, he can do it all, pretty much. And I think he's kind of their anchor on that team, and he's going to show that in the remainder of the season, and he's going to lead them to lead them to uh, nice. 11. <laughs> I will say, uh, I didn't list him as a player to watch, but I almost put Callum Wilson as well. For Newcastle, only in the sense that I have them being in 17th. Right, same. However, if they were to not finish there, I think they really need him to increase his output as the season draws near, especially with uh, Willock as well going there. Yep. Um, th- there's a potential there to unlock a bit of a creative and potent forward line. And I think that if they have any chance of finishing higher in the table, that it will stem from those two players. Sure. And I, I definitely see the possibility of them finishing high. I just, per this prediction. Current form, yeah. yeah. No, and, and, you know, there's nothing on it. It's just our own thoughts. But I will ask this, Jake, because you didn't know. If you knew that you could replace teams, would you have taken Arsenal out? Or would you still leave them in 10th? <clears throat> I... Th- or not even any team. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. I, I think I would maybe have brought Arsenal up and I don't see it out. Uh, West Ham staying up in where they're in sixth or seventh. They're in sixth currently. Um, I, I don't see them staying up. I think. Also, Aston Villa have a good chance of dropping down, like you mm-hmm. mentioned. But I, I, I don't see Arsenal really staying in this uh, mid table that we're talking about. I, I think they're more of a nine or eight team. Um, but yeah, I. I think it's a toss-up for 8, 9, and 10 for mm-hmm. West Ham, uh, Aston Villa, and uh, Arsenal. So we'll, it'll be fun to see uh, yeah. the rest of the season. And I will say, Arsenal coming off their hot form, drew against United, lost to Wolves, lost to Villa. And I right. realized the Wolves one was a bit of an anomaly with the red cards. However, it's still maybe mildly concerning. Sure. And I mentioned those two makeup games for Villa being against Spurs and Everton. But they are coming off of, obviously, the victory at Arsenal, a loss to West Ham, victory at Southampton, loss to Burnley. So a bit... Up and down. A bit up and down, a little tumultuous. And then lastly, as you mentioned, which is another team I could see falling, West Ham, draw against Fulham, beating Villa, loss to Liverpool, beating Palace, beating West Brom. So it'll be interesting, just they're, they're also up and down. And maybe you don't expect West Ham to beat Liverpool anyway. It's, it's just going to be interesting to see whose form continues. Maybe right. it goes down to who stays free of injury. Maybe it comes down to a player getting hot. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah, and uh, what we got? 
15 more weeks of games, maybe? Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, lot, lot to play for. Yeah, absolutely. But Brent, that is our mid-table madness. And let me it tell you. It is mad. It was a little crazy. A little cray-cray. Um, let me cool off Ooh, really quick while you yeah. uh, get some fixtures loaded up. Ooh, uh, I, I can get some fixtures loaded up. We need to pick them up in here? Well, I, we tend to. I guess, did you plan on ending that trend this week? Yeah, I forgot to tell you we're going to okay. change the entire show. No worries. <laughs> no, but uh, if you don't mind, I, I can get to pick them right now. Okay. I would appreciate it. So, uh, like we mentioned, no no midweek picks this week. Woo! Well, Woo! Woo! Kind of. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got FA Cup going on as we're yep. as we're speaking. Well, I guess not as we're speaking. Right when people can hear it. Sure. Also, I mean, there won't be. The point <laughs> is, they're on the weekend. This, the matches are. Yeah, this midweek is the FA Cup. This weekend, we're back to Premier League, starting seven thirty Eastern. Yeah. On Saturday, we have Leicester Liverpool, and that's at King Power. Jake, I'm gonna go for a draw in this game. I know it's not very exciting. Maybe the fans will be upset I didn't pick a side. But I do see a draw in this game. You are so boring, and I hate you. I know. I don't see Liverpool losing another game. Right. So, I'll go with a win. Liverpool win. I almost picked a Liverpool win. Mm-hmm. I will say that. I, I could see them completely bouncing back. Maybe we see the first appearance of Ozan Kabak or uh, Ben Davies. Or both. Or both. That'd be crazy. Uh, but yeah, moving on to... 10 a.m. Eastern, Crystal Palace, Burnley. Jake, I'm going to go for a Burnley victory in this game. Wow, that's a bold pick. I'm going to go with a draw. Okay. I think both teams shown that they can score, but also hold teams, and I think it's just going to be a stalemate. Sure. Uh, moving on to noon 30, we have, I want to say, game of the week. Man City Spurs at Jake, the Etihad. I hate to say it, but I think Spurs keep rolling. Or, I'm sorry, Jeez. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I looked at you and I was thinking, oh, I was so confused. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. I think City keep rolling. I don't think Spurs pull it out. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you, unfortunately. Uh, I don't think we pull off the 2 0 masterclass like last time. But maybe. <laughs> but maybe. I hope so. It would make things a lot more interesting if they did. I'll tell you right now if Deli Alley starts, <laughs> we win. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> Um, but yeah, moving on to uh, 3 o'clock Eastern, the last game on Saturday. We have Brighton at, sorry, Brighton Aston Villa, and that's on the South Coast. And Jake, I hate to keep draw momentum going, but I'm going to go for a draw in this game. Wee-oo, 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 wee-oo. Whoa! Sorry, there's a little pause so to make sure yeah, this is my no, uh, surprise pick, it, yeah. and it was. I have Brighton over Aston Villa in this game. Wow! Part of my Brighton... Moving up the pack in the mid Sure, they, they would need to pick up a result like this. They one. would. Um, and I think they're playing well, and, you know, that Liverpool fixture gives them a little, you know. A little kick in the butt. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. A little sure. kick in the keister. So I, I think they uh, pull off the, the shocking upset against Villa. And it's at home, it's at the MX. So. Right, of course, in England, the American Express Stadium. Makes sense it to makes me. Makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. But that's all for Saturday. So moving on to Valentine's Day on Sunday. Uh, Tom Willard's birthday. Oh, cool. <laughs> nice. What a shout out. Yeah, what a shout out. De- he, he definitely listens. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, we have the early morning game, 7 a.m. Eastern, Southampton Wolves. Jake, I 
I'm not going to make this a surprise pick, but I'm going to go for a Wolves victory in this game. I wouldn't call that a surprise pick That's worthy, why, yeah. which That's why I appreciate. wouldn't make it. Um, I think it's going to be a draw. Um, okay. I think 1-1. One, one. And that's the end of it. It's on Peacock, so good luck. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> moving on to 9 a.m. Eastern game. West Brom, Man United. That's the Hawthorne. And I'm going to put a United victory in this game, but I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be like a 1-0, 2-1 type game. Okay. I'm going to go 2-0, United. And that's that. You uh, trust... Uh... Lindelof Maguire partnership at the back to a- keep it clean. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. And then I'm going to go on to 11:30 Eastern. We have Arsenal versus Leeds, which I think will be a fun game. I think it will too. Again, this is one of those games where maybe on paper you wouldn't think of it, but this is 11th and 10th as things stand. Mm-hmm. Very good game. And I'm going to go for a draw, which isn't very exciting. I know. Yeah, but I was going to go for a draw as well. I mean, you can. You have. It's not like because I picked that you can't. I'm also going to go for the draw. Yeah. I'm going to go 2 2. Okay. You see goals. Yeah. Well, I see dead people, but yes. Oh I my also God. See goals. <laughs> that, is, that is a separate issue entirely, <laughs> Jake. But yeah, uh, both picking a draw now. <laughs> we can move on to the 2 p.m. Eastern Everton versus Fulham. Everton. Yeah, I don't want you to think that maybe like our audio cut out. I was kind of leaning over to the mic to make it more interesting. That must be super confusing for yeah, the listener. Yeah, for the listener. Be like, right. Oh my gosh, where'd they go? We're right here. <laughs> yeah, no, I think Everton uh, are just an overall better team. And they I think have so a too. better performance. But that's all for Sunday, Brent. Moving on to the next day, Monday, February 15th. We have West Ham versus Sheffield at... 1 p.m. Eastern. You're really making me wait for yeah, this. Yeah, I am. You're really taking time. I... Wee, wee, wee. <laughs> Jake, I'm going to pick a draw in this game. I think My. Sheffield will pick up a point against sixth place West Ham. Yeah, I saw you, uh, gearing Gearing up. Ham. Gearing up. I would like to buy a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to buy a hamburger. Anyway, sorry. Anyways, I saw so, you gearing up for that uh, siren, so I made you a little... A little tease, yeah. you know. Yeah. But, uh, but you, that's exactly what you are. <laughs> I have a West Ham victory in this, and I also like to say my player to watch is Thomas Suchek. Oh, okay. So we should start him in our fancy team. Okay. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that was fun. Moving on to something. the, the uh, <laughs> other game on Monday, Chelsea versus Newcastle, and that's at 3 p.m. Eastern. I think Chelsea continue their turn of the tide under Tuchel. Tuchel. You're welcome for that alliteration, and I think they win. Turn of the town. <laughs> Under Tuchel. <laughs> That's fun. Um, yeah, I think it's Chelsea win. And that's that. All right. Um, but not that's that, because there's a random Wednesday. Right, for teams not involved in Europe, I guess? Because City, I, I guess City know. is playing. Yeah, I don't they're, know. Not, they're not makeup games, are they? No, they're, they're not. They certainly games. are not. Okay. Well, I'm going to go over them right now. Please. 1 p.m. Eastern. Burnley, Fulham. I'm going to go for a Burnley victory. I'm going to have to draw here. I will say, remember all the times that I picked Burnley early on and they just didn't reward me? I'm worrying, that maybe, maybe, I'm worrying that maybe that's happening again. You know? So <laughs> I hope so. For my bet, sake. slam the odds mm-hmm. against Burnley. But the uh, the last game we're covering on that Wednesday is Everton-Man City, and that's at 3.15 Eastern. I think that's a good game. I think so, too, and I just want to say... That starts a tough run of games for Everton as well. 
Um, so they need to get off on a strong foot here, and I think they pull out a draw. Of I know that I listed United and Tottenham as the game for draws. I think Everton can get a result against City. Does this have anything to do with you being more drinks in at this point? No, I, I actually don't think so. I know that City pretty much dominate the series. It's a lot of City victories. Sure. However, I think at Goodison, I know there are no fans, but at Goodison, I think Everton can pull out a result. Brent, you're making some good points. But not good enough. But not good enough. Yeah. I have a Man City victory. And would you like to shout out a player to watch? I would. And I we already glanced over the yeah, fixture, yeah, yeah. so that's on me for not bringing it up. But I have Pedro Neto, speaking of players oh, to yeah, watch. yeah, players to watch. Twice. Uh, at Southampton. Okay. Did you pick a victory in that? Did I what? Pick a victory for the Wolves in that one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah, right. Player you would hope so, wouldn't you? But yeah, um, that's that for the next week in the quarter of games. Nice. Um, cool. Do we have uh, any fantasy movement? Jake, we do. Uh, we need some rejuvenation in the squad. And we've been building up cash since the Kane transfer. So we transferred out Gabriel from Arsenal in a shaky defense and brought in Ruben Diaz, not to be confused with the Ruben sandwich. And he is now headlining our defense. And I think that's a good trade just for the amount of clean sheets they're getting. I mean, that's four points. Yeah. Just for a clean sheet. So our team is looking like Fabianski in goal against Sheffield. Jao Cancelo, two games counted, Tottenham and Everton. Ruben Diaz, two games counted, Tottenham and Everton. Ben Chilwell. Bruno Fernandes, Hyungman Son, Jack Grealish, Rashford, Suchek, and then we and we can talk about this. We can change this up as we go if if we feel a need. But Ollie Watkins and Patrick Bamford. Okay. Who was on our bench? Uh, McCarthy, Mikel Antonio, Bednarek, and Walker Peters. Okay. Um, Mikel Antonio against Sheffield. Sheffield. But we'll it, talk cur- about it. it currently says he has a 75% chance of playing. Right, we'll play by ear. So, but... so we haven't really decided that. And we need to talk about a captain as well. I will say United are playing West Brom and Fernandez is kind of rolling again, so that might yeah, be a good no, pick. I'd be okay with that. Um, but also Jack Grealish playing against Brighton. Also, you kind of wanted to do a, a Suchek thing. Maybe, how about this? Out of the spirit of your player to watch, we're going to make Suchek the captain. We're already under average all the time. It's a lot anyway. riding on We need on a that. gamble. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, how about this? We can make Bruno a vice captain. In case And in case you check, doesn't Perfect. play. Love it. Uh, well, Brent, love that. Hopefully we're above average when we, so. when we reconvene <laughs> I really need that this in my time life. next week. Um, I'm going to go over my bets. Oh. If you're not opposed. Right. I forget that that's a thing. It's almost as if it's my favorite segment. <laughs> almost. I have a two-part parlay. Color me surprised. Who does that? Um, I have a fun. Leeds win or draw against Arsenal parlayed with an Everton win over Fulham. And uh, I'm putting my hat on it right now. I can see it. There Here's it is. The hat. And uh, if you want to join me, you know, shoot me a little fiver and I'll put a little tenor on it. Okay. I told you I was going to do that, but then I, I never knew if you were actually making the bets, so right. I never sent you money. No, it's fine. But if you just want to remind me, hey, make it No, if you just want to send me $5 each week just for fun. Oh, sure. Like, and then maybe over time that can increase to 50 to 100 And then 
I just slowly start to sustain your life so that you become dependent on me. Perfect. And we do that all while living in Colorado and making podcasts. There's nothing wrong with anything you just I said. I don't hear any <laughs> downsides to this plan whatsoever. Well, Brent, um, I'm not sure if this was a shorter episode or not. It just kind of flew by in my It did. Opinion. It, went, it went quick, for sure. Uh, but I had a lovely time. Oh, me too. Um, we did start a little later, so I'm a little tired. Oh, I have a big case of sleeps right now, but mainly because my, my body's tired. Right. We did Long our weekend. hiking. We did our skiing. skiing. Yeah. I had done a leg day the day before. Uh, oh, wow. I know, I know. Uh, I am exhausted. That's Colorado for you guys. Yeah. So, so cool. Well, uh, I, I described to my family that there are different forms of Brent Quinn. Okay. There was a Alaska Brent. There was a Texas Brent. There's a Girdwood Alaska Brent, oh which goodness. is specifically a little bit more of an edge. You know? Comes back a little edgy. <laughs> Colorado Brent's outdoorsy. I do outdoorsy things. You know, I, I ski, I hide. Yeah, sure. You know, I'm trying to be more active. I'm going for runs outside. I don't even recognize myself in the mirror anymore. But maybe that has something to do with the way that I've messed up my face. Or oh, is that because you have a picture of Graham White in your <laughs> mirror? <laughs> right, well, I do look at funny in the morning every mirror. And every mirror. Oh my god. Every mirror. Yeah. Okay. I bring him with me and I paste his photo really? on the mirror. Um, Just to remind myself of what I could look like, you know? You could be a lot funnier looking. Um, Graham, hope we're listening. You have a funny face. Um, he knows it. He knows it. He knows it. But Jake, I think that brings us to the end of a... Again, I don't know that this was faster, <laughs> but it felt quick. We'll, we'll find out. Yeah, yeah, I love that. You can uh, Maybe we bring a stopwatch next sure. time. Ooh. We can record ourselves. And yeah. then maybe we do some sprints afterwards. And record our 40 times and see if we can make it to the NFL. <laughs> Kicker? Maybe. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. It's so true. Um, well, thank you for joining us on the only Premier League podcast with the dress code. And the dress code, Jake? Yeah. Not Ooh. leather. <laughs> Not leather. Pajama pants. What are they? And pajamas in general. They're velvet. Velvet. They're velvet. Yeah. And oh, like, my, like my favorite cupcake flavor. Red velvet. Blue velvet. Blue velvet. That's, yeah, that's perfect. The one. I love it. Uh, we'll see you next time.